Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back once again to Jake and Damien. Hi, Damien. Hi, Jake. Talking about our lessons from the month. I mean, it's been another really interesting month with, I guess, four guests that once again remind us of the diversity of this podcast. Yeah, as always, it's like going through a treasure chest of finding incredible gems that they've dropped for us and left for us to go and discover ourselves. And that's what I love about these monthly reflections. We can go back into just a month ago and realise that we've heard so many invaluable insights. So if we open up the treasure chest, what have we found this month? Uh, A diamond in Professor Brian Cox. Yeah, a pearl in Delia Smith. A ruby in Alain de Botton. And the golden crown of it is going to be Gordon Ramsay. Awful analogy about <laughs> precious gems to begin this That was doing a lot of heavy lifting there. <laughs> uh, there's a strong chance you don't hear this bit because the guys might edit it out. <laughs> but if they haven't, I hope you did enjoy it. Right, let's get straight into it. Time to hear from uh, Brian Cox, Professor Brian Cox, who joined us on the podcast. And I guess really the big takeaway from him for us and hopefully for you as well is that you need to think again about how you think. Have a listen to Brian talking about the power of being wrong. I'm interested in the ingredients that go into creating an environment or a culture where that can be embraced, where people don't see it as fearful to be challenged. And I'm interested is uh, what would you see are the most key ingredients to do that? I think, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. It's, it's, it's almost rewarding people for being wrong. But you know the sense in which I mean that. It's, yeah. it's saying that it is part of the process of making this better. It is for, is for you to recognize when you're wrong, find it a positive experience and learn. And, and there, there are some, there are, this is not a new thought. I mean, there, there are industries, I know there are safety critical industries where that's absolutely in the culture. It's yep. pretty obvious. But I think what would be interesting is to move that culture into non-safety critical industries, like politics, for example. It would require a big culture change amongst politicians and voters. But the idea that, goes back to Oppenheimer, the idea that if you, if you talk about policy, for, let's say something you know really important, climate policy, for example, 
then the, the question of how you how do you reduce emissions, which we know is a problem, but how do you reduce it in a way that doesn't disadvantage a section of society that that can't shouldn't be disadvantaged and so on? It's very, very, very complicated. So therefore, it, when you put policies in place, some of them are going to be wrong. Some of them are not going to work. And and that idea that you have a culture in society that says, well, we we understand that it's impossible to to get the right policy all the time. But the positive thing, that progress comes from recognising that didn't work and then trying another one. And I think that's really important. So that was a small clip from when Professor Brian Cox joined us on the podcast. Oh, Damien, look, in a world where we hold such sway by people being right, in a world where the media will criticise a politician for making what they call a U-turn, in a world where we demote people and criticize people just for getting things wrong or changing their mind we finally have someone on the podcast telling us that changing your mind being wrong making a u-turn believing something then realizing what you believe was wrong is a good thing we should be aiming to live like that it's only when we get to the edge of human knowledge do we realize how much further we need to go and i think brian was brilliant at that I was talking to a friend of mine recently who'd listened to this episode and he initiated something called the Cock Up Club in his team where they just get together once a month and talk about some of their biggest mistakes and biggest errors and what they've learned on the back of it because like Brian has articulated there, that's really where our knowledge begins. Mm, Absolutely. So the next guest we had was uh, somebody that was equally thought-provoking and certainly left us with lots of things to ponder. It was the philosopher Alan de Botton. Let's listen to his articulation on why being average is what we should be aiming for. I think the ability to tolerate one's own averageness in in many fields is the beginning of a certain sort of wisdom. And the insistence always on specialness is a kind of uh, malignant um, situation. At School of Life, we we, we like a a phrase that... um, if you've done well as a as a parent, your child should have no interest in being famous. Nowadays, a lot of people want to be famous. You know, it's it's a very common yeah. aspiration. That's a sign that something is failing us in our understanding of an ordinary existence. Well, say, like, say more about that. That's... I believe that um, an exaggerated desire for for fame, for distinction, is often trying to compensate for. Um, a feeling of invisibility. And the more invisible someone feels, the more they feel that they must be up on a stage of some sort or another in a, in a spotlight. And, you know, scratch below the desire for fame. What is it for? What, what, what's it really about? Uh, and here I'm really talking about desire for fame rather than desire for distinction on the basis of something you're doing. Um, it's really the desire that other people admire you. Um, strangers, the people who don't know you, um, think well of you. And I think it often hides a sad story of, of some form of invisibility or injury. Um, and I think that, you know, the more we create a society in which, you know, you don't really exist until you've achieved distinction, it becomes a kind of arms race. Well, then you have to achieve distinction because there is then no way of getting that distinction. What's the first question everybody gets asked in the modern world? What do you do for a living? And we work, of course, we work for money. But we also work in order to have an answer to that question, which will deliver us that other thing we so want, which is a sense of being seen and of being respected. Well, that was the voice of Alan de Botton there on the High Performance Podcast. 
it's a really good clip this because I think that you know many people we're both parents you spend your life telling your kids that you're going to be incredible I mean it's very similar to you know what Mark Manson spoke to us about which is it's toxic to tell people you're amazing you're incredible you're going to do wonderful things because all it does is set us up to fail and until I heard Dan DeBotton talking about this and this idea that you know it's been it's a it's a false narrative it's it's a man-made narrative that we have to be successful that we have to chase greatness we have to chase success you realize that that does far more harm than good for people yeah his final golden rule really resonated with me a long time after the chat where it was about be kind to yourself because that then gives you the capacity to be kind to others and i think when we adopt that kind of mindset we don't see ourselves as failing. We see ourselves as being average and doing exactly what we should be. And I think that's a really healthy way of taking the weight of expectation off us and just allowing us to go out there and live a life of freedom. And let me just really sort of labour the point here as well. If you're listening to this thinking, hold on, uh, the High Performance Podcast is about performance, high performance. It is, you know, this is about performance. This podcast speaks to successful people. This podcast has conversations with those who have a gold medal around their neck or you know, maybe a gold-plated tap because they've got so much money or whatever, right? But what we're not saying is that's for everyone. We're saying if that's what you want, go for it and we'll have the conversations that can help to get you there aiming for that stuff isn't actually the thing that gets people there it's the processes and it's the mindset and it's the behaviors that get you there but only chase it if you really want it and know that actually from the conversations we've had there's another side to that desire for success it can leave well collateral damage definitely and i'd offer alan's interview up as proof to anyone that thinks this is just all about um success being number one looking to make riches. This is somebody that's making us think and pause and reflect on what success really means and challenges us to come up with our own definition of it. I thought it was a really powerful interview that we're not telling people what to think. We're trying to teach you how to think. And he did precisely that. And also understand that if you're going to chase success, it isn't a linear line. There are moments where it feels like a failure. There may well even be failures. That was articulated brilliantly by the world-renowned chef, Gordon Ramsay, who joined us for a conversation. Oh, and by the way, as you might expect, this clip does contain some swearing. Did you love the idea of arriving green behind the gills, inexperienced in Marco's kitchen, and then having in your head that one day I'm going to be a better chef than you? Yeah, because he wanted you to. He pushed you to the extreme. How did he do that? He drummed it in. You know, if you're going to do it, do it to your best. And if you don't want to do it to your best get the fuck out of here. Don't waste my time and certainly don't waste yours. And I think it's a lot of life lessons early on because mm. you're getting structured, you're getting hungry, you're getting knowledge and all of a sudden you're becoming a beast because of the monster he created and the monster you're working for. And so I see those environments all the time and I say to the individuals, stay in that environment, get what you need and get out. And when the shit hits the fan, learn to dance in the storm. It's a great place to be in. Because somewhere down the line, there's going to be a shitstorm on your radar and you're going to stand tall in that storm and you're going to get through it. What a clip. What a clip, man. Like coping with the storm, dancing in the rain, pushing through the bad stuff, the crap times. That is actually what high performance is. Yeah. Now, I wasn't present for this interview, Jake, but I've listened to it back and I found it so powerful, uh, especially the bit when he spoke about 
the specifics of some of those difficult times, like the difficulties in relationships with family members that were working with him and how he'd had to almost ride through those dark times. And yet he saw that as the making of him rather than the breaking of him. I must commend you as well, Jake. I thought you did a brilliant job there. Oh, thanks, mate. To be honest, Gordon made it easy. And actually, when, when we finished, I said to him, oh, thank you so much for, for joining us, right? We, we were walking out of the room at this point and he went, well, I'm here to talk. What did you expect? And I think that actually, obviously it's not in the interview we'd, we'd cut by that point. I think that's, that's an interesting insight into his mindset as well. Like everything is purposeful with him. He has intention and in everything he does. So if he's going to come and do a podcast interview, it's not like, oh, right, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work out what I'm going to say when I'm doing it. It's like, I'm there to talk. I'm there to share. When he's setting up a restaurant, he's there to make it the best restaurant in the world. When he's on a TV show, he's there to make it the best TV show on the planet. And I think often doing things with intention, with real purpose, like imposing your will on stuff is a really good lesson. And I think, you know, Gordon is the epitome of that. And talking of chefs, we were joined by a, another person famous for cooking this month, but it's fair to say a slightly different conversation, right? Which is what this podcast is all about. Yeah, let's listen to Delia Smith, not only challenge us, but hopefully challenge our listeners in terms of what they expect from a conversation with her. Especially the connection and the community, because there aren't many areas of life now where there's still proper community. And community is where people become themselves. People become their best when they're in community. When they're with other people, that's when they rise up and become truly themselves. I've learnt a lot from you, Damien. Oh, well, thanks, Damien. <laughs> Damien talks about social glue. Mm. Explain uh, your thoughts on that. Social glue. There is this kind of invisible connection that we all have that we can ignore. We don't realise it's there. But when you get, you know, people together and when they become team, you know, that is quite... That is it, isn't it? It's finding, as you said, that social glue. So where have you seen it applied most powerfully then? Um, wherever there is community, where there, wherever there is strong community. I mean, I had somebody write to me the other day and ask me to, to say a few words. And she was in Norfolk helping poor families, you know, to cope. And she said, it's amazing how... When you give people, you give them freedom, when they come together and you give them freedom, up come the ideas, up comes the sort of, you know, imagination and the... It's all there, but I think it needs other people to bring it out. And do you think we've lost sight of actually how powerful we can be when we're together? I think so, yes. I do think so. I mean... Um, that's where the power is. I mean, if everybody in the world today got the social glue, got together and said, we're having no more um, authoritarianism, we wouldn't have any. Delia Smith, one of my heroes, not just because she obviously owns the football club that I support, but I just think, man, if we could all aim to have her kind of mindset, her spiritual awakening her love and care for other people her consistency to see these ideas through to live with that real intention that real passion man it's good well she captured the essence of what 
we're trying to do with the high performance community and she spoke about the power of social glue where alone we can do so little but together we can do so much and this month we've had a great reminder of how powerful we are when we come together as a community. And I, I like speaking to people from all different walks of life, all different successes, all different age groups and things. There is something about having conversations with people in their twilight years, in their 80s, in their 90s. We've spoken to people across those age spectrums where they have a really clear view about who they are, what their role is. I just think it's important that we pay attention to people at that point in their lives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That's where that wisdom that's been hard worn. Yeah. Wisdom. That's the word. Wisdom. Yeah. Sedelia told us that great story when her agent for years had said to her, keep your mouth shut. Don't talk about political events. Then when she got beyond 70, she said, you can say whatever you like now. You've got the freedom to do it. And she speaks with real freedom and clarity of purpose. So there you go, this month, Brian Cox, Alan de Bottle, Gordon Ramsay and Delia Smith with us on the High Performance Podcast. Of course, you can go back to listen to any of those episodes. There's more than 200 other episodes to choose from as well. And don't forget, you can get early access to all of the content by downloading the High Performance app. Just go to the App Store, download High Performance and use your code HPAPP. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.